Hello and welcome to uh, the the next installment in Dune Dudes. Dudes. <laughs> I, th- Dune I thought we were going we to do the like you say Dune, I say Dudes. We don't ever do that. I just thought I, I felt like maybe it was the the right time to try that out. It was. It took me by surprise. Um, you want to try it though? You want to know that I know? Do you want to? Uh, no. Let's wait until let's, let's let's save it for next week. Okay. Um. As ever, I'm your uh, host, Connor, and uh, I'm joined uh, as ever by uh, my co-host, my major domo, my right flipper man. Yes. Connor. Thank you. We also never introduce ourselves. Yeah, we always just go like right, just like well. Right some, into sometimes it, we know? do. I mean, it it would be different if we had guests. Yeah, it'd also be different if you were like the host because I feel like you're you always do that that kind of stuff. You always yes. do like the yeah. the well. That is because I historically have listened to podcasts, so I kind of you know I I. I feel like I have an and other t- shows, you know, I, I'm a big um, late night talk show guy, aficionado. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I like jazzing things up a little bit. And you historically don't listen to podcasts until or, or, or until talk show TV until this week where you, you tweeted <laughs> that you you started to listen to podcasts, which yeah. I do want to dig into. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did that I, happen? So, uh, about a month ago, maybe, yeah, probably, probably about a month ago. Um, I, I beat Final Fantasy eight, um, pro- maybe more than a month ago. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. N- not too long ago. I beat Final Fantasy eight and, um, as usual, when I beat a Final Fantasy game, I really I like to dig into it, um, and so usually that takes the form of me like watching video essays on YouTube. That was like my thing. That, yeah, that you you are a big uh, supporter of the video essay format. On yeah, YouTube. I haven't I haven't done that as much lately, but um, but that that had kind of been my thing, and so as I was going through those, I came across one such. Uh, video on YouTube that was these two guys uh, talking about Final Fantasy 8 and it was just them recording themselves like you and I are doing um, but like also like the like the video recording of just like them talking with their setup and you know they said that all the, the audio is available on a podcast and I was like wow because the, the video is really long it was like two and a half hours and I'm like I'm not just going to sit here yeah. and listen to the watch this fucking video of these two these two fucking guys talking mm-hmm. who would want to do that but much more palatable um audio only as i'm like making my commute to and from work throughout the week yeah so piece by piece i kind of went through this podcast and it was multi-episodes in fact there's one episode left they're not done yet um so anyways that kind of got me on this kick um, I feel like I should shout them out. It's called State of the Arc. 
Okay. State of the Ark. Um, and they, they have this whole, uh, like, podcast breakdown of Final Fantasy VIII, which has been uh, pretty fun to listen to. So I, I haven't really ventured out too far, but it has got me interested in looking at other, like, Final Fantasy and RPG and game-related podcasts. And I, I have some episodes downloaded now in my yeah, backlog. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of gamer podcasts yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and, and recently on Twitter, uh, Tony Iommi retweeted that he was interviewed on a podcast. Um, wow. it's, it's a, it's a music podcast called the Rhino hmm. and I just downloaded, um, that episode as well. So oh my God, yeah, look at I, you. I could be, I could be a, a podcast man now. I don't He's know. a podcast so, head. Yeah. yeah. I mean that, that uh, so honestly that that's a natural progression from once you stop listening to music, you you need something to fill the void and then you go to podcasts. Yeah. You become a podcast person. Then eventually once you have enough of podcasts, you kind of circle back to the music and you get to a point where you can, you, you are never able to listen to enough podcasts or music and you're just always, uh... Oh my gosh. Is everything okay? Over there? <laughs> Did the yeah. train crash into your apartment. No, Sage is just such a chowderhead. Such okay. a fucking idiot. <laughs> tried to... I don't even know what she tried to do. Just, like, jumped into a bag and failed. It's wow. Yeah. Sa- and Sage is Connor's uh, roommate for, for viewers who... Yeah. Who, who, uh, that, that meows. Yeah, she's just... She's a fat cat. Yeah. Big old fat ass. She's a good girl. I love her. Um... Yeah, yeah, but you were saying that that's kind of like the uh, the anatomy. Yes, the, yeah. The, the breakdown uh-huh. of... Uh, so so you think it's too late for me. Like, it's already begun, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I'm, I think I'm you're... On the, I'm on the golden path. You are, yeah. the crowd of uh, podcasts. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's only going to get... It's going to get worse from here on out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep you posted. Um, I I guess maybe it wasn't inevitable considering I'd already been spending time listening to my own podcast. So it it really really feels it like to make that less sad. You yeah, know, it's like you gotta throw some other podcasts li- into some the mix. other ones, right? Yeah, yeah. It, just to throw off like the the trail, mm-hmm. throw off the scent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what was up. Um. All right. So, do you want to? Uh, you want oh, you want to talk about uh, talk about Doom? Yeah, but you know what we gotta do first. <laughs> I I do know what we gotta do first. <laughs> yes, you do. I, I doesn't mean, matter who is in the room looking or listening <laughs> no, to it us. It matters. It really. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. It matters. It matters. <laughs> no. It matters. I'll even uh, I'll text you the lyrics. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know why now at this time. Like, you gotta have the. The doors open. I had both doors shut, and now both <laughs> doors are open. Well, I think we should keep the doors open. What's what's going on? Were you wondering where this cat was? Yeah. She just jumped into those bags and like just crashed and bumbled around. She doesn't want to be with you, by the way. So you can shut the door. Tony can sing with us if she wants. Ask her. Go ahead no. and ask her. Ask no. her. No. So, yeah, yeah. You could ask her. No. Why not? Tony, do you want to sing with us? Tony, yeah, do you want to sing with us? <laughs> it's, can't hear you. 
Okay. Tony, do you want right. to sing with us? You can shut the door. Thank you. Huh. Love you, babe. Do you want the door open? No, no, please, no, please have it shut. Please shut the door. I think it's fine to keep it open. I think it's fine to keep it open. No, you don't. we're not. I think Tony, you, you should sing you with us. That? Tony, Tony, can you hear she me? Can't hear you. No. All right. So you could. We gotta do something. So you can shut the door, please. Both doors. It doesn't have to do with Duncan's stick. It's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Trust me. So open? No, shut the door. <laughs> I think she would have had a a good time singing with us. Why did you send me the lyrics? Just in case you I need know a reminder. Them. I know, I know them. <laughs> Just I know in case. Them. All right. Well. All right. Well, now that I have my my privacy, yeah. Um, as you know, I can uh. <clears throat> oh, this is the old lyrics, actually. You know the. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Let's go. Oh no, these are the new lyrics. Never mind. I, I, it's fine. I know it. I'm not even gonna look at the lyrics. I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three, four. God, God Emperor, Emperor do Worm man I love Stand beside Stand him And guide him Through the golden path He's chosen Towards the Kralazek For thousand years of leader's peace One day Miss Mordeb God Emperor of Dune the worm man we love. Beautiful. Great, yeah. It was it was good. We're 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 like a well oiled machine singing. That yeah, song. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. It just needs a you know maybe uh, another person to come in and uh, mm. sing with us. You know. I don't know. I feel like it's we, one more we voice. have a good. We have a good. You know, th- you know, it's like we kind of we have like a history of making music together. You know, we can we know each other. We can harmonize. I feel like if someone else comes <laughs> into that, it's gonna throw off the whole dynamic. Okay, yeah. Hmm. So um, you just gotta stick with what you know. I guess so. I guess so. Just stick with what you know. Um, Dune. God Emperor of Dune. Dune dudes colon. God Emperor of Dune Dudes. Chapter? Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where where we are starting off here really threw me for a loop at first. Because it the first sentence is just like, oh, Duncan and Siona are together in the Ornithopter. Yeah, right. And it's like, what? Did I like miss a chapter? You know? I know that um, you know Herbert likes to to do that to jump around, but um, I you know I was still like okay, I guess that's what's uh, what's going on here. Yeah, um, we it, get a it was uh, very, abrupt. A very interesting chapter. Um, I was happy to see uh, to to get Siona back in the fold. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We were saying that it was kind of like um, we were due for that after yes. the last five chapters. So, yeah, me too. Um, but I, I have some 
some thoughts on her inclusion, and not all of them are uh, completely positive. Hmm. But um, at any rate, it seems like due to the uh, the attacks on own. Um, that that Duncan and Siona had been ordered to leave the the city for their own safety, and apparently Leto doesn't specify where they should be taken. Like the fish speaker's like, "Oh, you know, we were just told to like take you away from the city," and they they pass by this town. It's Goigoa. And the fish speaker's like, oh, you don't want to go there. And Siona's like, well, did, you know, are you ordered to take us anywhere specifically? And she's like, oh, no. And Siona, like, orders her, you know, she's like, well, take us to, take us to Goigoa. Um, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like that was kind of weird, but I also... I think that Dune has this kind of, like, safety net where it's, like, if certain things feel like, um, I don't know, they could have been, like, written better sometimes, or it's, like, why, you know, doesn't this feel convenient? It's, like, oh, well, perhaps Leto intentionally omitted this detail with his prescient knowledge that Siona would take them to Goigoa. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, there, there's definitely uh, hand waves to be, or, you know... Uh, there's there's definitely things we can work around in our head to make it make sense or uh but i mean as it was written i don't know it it doesn't it's it's not it doesn't yeah, it's, seem like it's, a sore it's, thumb it's super, to me it's super minor yeah. it's super minor but it just felt like i don't know you know like this military force it's like oh well we didn't really have orders it was just like i guess we were gonna fly around the ornithopter for like ten hours until we got tired. Or yeah, like where where was she taking them? Is what I wonder. Like where were they going? Where where you know she was flying it. Like where were they going? It yeah, seems like she had no fucking clue. My and she's like, oh, I didn't really think about it. My thought was that she was told not to tell them for some reason, or um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I I couldn't say, but right. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's it's not something to to har- to harp on. But uh, I don't know. It's like okay, whatever. Um. So at any rate, um, Siona and Duncan kind of have like this this very uh, awkward, um awkward like tension between the two of them and and siona says she wants to to stay at this village um duncan feels very wary about it he's definitely picking up on some some vibes here and as they they land in the village um uh a a child runs up to duncan and is like, you're not my dad. Oh, this is so fucking weird. Yeah, this this was a very weird section of chapters yeah. in general. Like, yeah, getting, once we go to like the Cyanoc thing, uh, I, there's there's a lot of weirdness 
within these chapters. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there definitely is. Yeah, it's getting the, 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 the deeper we go, the weirder it gets, I guess. Yeah, can you hear the train as it goes by? Is that annoying? I always can. Yeah, I like it. I think it adds atmosphere. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're 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 just a uh just a guy in Queens, New York, by the train <laughs> train station. You know, that's just yeah, your I'm life. Just a city. You're just a city a, guy. Yeah, yeah. You're a city rat. I'm. You know. Fuck the king of Queens. I'm the god yep. emperor. Of you're Queens. the god emperor. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you're just the, the pizza rat on the subway. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a, it, I'm, a rat, I'm a radical rat. If there was a god emperor of Queens, he would be part rat instead of part part worm. Good point. Right. Yes. Good point. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you you know the stories. God, the rats down here. Some people <laughs> would say that governor he got there is is a rat himself. Right? Yeah. Mr. Cuomo. Some, some, some people would say. Mr. Cuomo, this is uh, the, the Dune Dudes putting you on notice. Watch your yeah, step. We're call, calling you out. Watch your step, buddy. What, uh, <laughs> what, what, what good is uh, laws and shit if uh, the people who enforce them are corrupt? Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I mean, I. The, uh, it's it's uh th- th- this book is is hard to to reckon with sometimes because so much of Frank Herbert's philosophy is like spot on, you know, and I get what he's doing and I like it and I agree with it and I'm happy it's being brought up. But then there's just like little bits here and there of things that are just like wait like what do you what do you what do you mean by this yeah uh, and so it muddies the waters a little bit right yeah it's a real mixed bag because it feels like most of the things that are are tackled are done with um you know like a real nuance and like a yeah. critical like thinking to it and then yeah <laughs> and then, so it, it's tough because the the good outweighs the bad in terms of like just sheer quantity of it. Yes. But the bad is like really dense. Yeah. You yeah, know, it for like sure. really feels like there's like a weight. Yeah. It, that, and uh, the bad that, lingers. That holds it down. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I, honestly, I was reading this and I, we'll, we'll obviously be jumping around here. Yeah. But these five chapters, actually, I kind of. I kind of had this idea in my head and I, I don't want to make any, uh, you know, final bold claims here, but I, I kind of, I got struck by this too, because I realized in these five chapters, we passed the halfway point. We are yeah. more than halfway down with the book. Um, and in some ways I feel like this is the least invested I felt in a doom book. Yeah. It, or, or, or that, um, like the the pieces of this book haven't come together for me yet in a way where I'm like I, I feel like usually this would be around the time like in Children of Dune where I was like oh my god like you know things are just like still still stacking in, in a way where it's like what's you know and there are still so many mysteries lingering here but I I don't know I honestly I honestly think this like still kind of goes back to the 
um, the homosexual shaming before, and I'm like, this might be my least favorite Dune book. It's like really yeah. weird. I don't know, man. We yeah. don't we don't need to really get too far into that, but uh, no, I mean it's it's good to check in every now and then, and I mean I. I, I I don't know. I am um, in two minds about it because um, in a lot of ways, I, I'm dying to keep reading more than I was during Children of Dune. Like, I, I, I want to devour it more so than I did Children of Dune. Um, but I don't. But I don't know if I like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. To like, to me, it's 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 absolute. It's still super engrossing, and I'm 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 still like uh, like very invested in it. But um, I don't know. It it's it's making me think a lot more, and that's that's good. But you know, it's it's making me think. You know, like like I don't know what to make of it. I guess yeah. in the same yeah. way um, I did the other books. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge, but um, yeah, it'll be, I, I, I do think that with this book more so than the others, like I really need to have this book read in its entirety, you know, before I, I feel like I, can can make any claims on it necessarily yeah, yeah. and I, I only mean that in the sense that like I, I felt like as i was reading dune like i was like oh man like this book really is awesome like i get why it's a classic you know or like i was reading children of dune and i'm like whoa i really like this like return to form or like dune messiah and it's like man what's what's happening with all this and like um and and so it feels like even as I was halfway through those books, like I kind of did know I was like, man, I really like this book. Yeah. And like I feel like this is the one that's like kind of, yeah, really making me pause. Mm. And yet I can talk about it for like you know over two hours each each time. Oh so, yeah. I mean there's yeah, there's still absolutely. a lot going on in it, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's kind of been a frustrating experience to read through this book in some ways. Yeah. I mean. Uh... I yeah I I I I'm, I'm definitely not exactly where you're at, but it's it's for sure a different trip for me than what we've been used to. Well, we'll we'll circle back around to all yeah. that eventually. Let's talk about the weird stuff. Yes. Let's talk about uh, Duncan's predecessor. His child comes up to him. Duncan isn't sure what to make of it at first, um, but like kind of like knows innately, um, you know, real recognizes it yep. in the moment that um, uh. this is the the child of my predecessor. Realizes there's this whole family here in this village, um, and Siona mentions like that this was deliberate, you know, that she that's why she chose wanted, to come here, yeah, right, wanted to come here in order to have this like kind of vengeance on Duncan. Um, not, I guess not really vengeance, but I, more, I, I think more, um, against Leto. Yeah. Know, she wanted that, to show him, uh, the pain that Leto can inflict, I guess, or has inflicted. Yeah. But I, I think she also sees Duncan as like an extension of Leto's 
you know, empire and, and willpower and like any any harm that you could bring to that in any way, I think she's also Yeah, you know, thinks is worthwhile. Um But then she like sees the pain on Duncan's face and kind of like immediately regrets she's like, Oh, this is Yeah, bad idea. Wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> this you know. I think a lot of that too is like kind of realizing the pain that it brings to the family more so as well. You know, there is Absolutely a lot of like shock and confusion on on Duncan's face, of course, but you know, it's like forcing the the family to relive all this um still really recent pain. To, you know, it's like what what worse thing could you do than to like fucking parade around a, a ghost, you know, know, in front of uh this grieving family. So yeah. Um Duncan Duncan goes, talks to the family. Uh the the wife of the predecessor is essentially made to look exactly like Jessica. Yeah, this was even a bigger what the fuck for me than, yeah, than yeah. Duncan seeing his his predecessor's kid. Uh, <laughs> to know now that they are like, I don't know, breeding people to look like, or somehow gene splicing. So they're you know, yeah, something weird is happening. So you know, Leto's ancestors we don't know we don't know everyone they do this with but uh, you know they 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 breed people to to look uh in their image uh which is yeah very very strange yeah it feels like why it kind of feels like what is the point of that yeah like why how does that fit in the leto's plan beyond just like some some like bizarre you know the tinkering yeah know, i know just that I know. he this they mad scientist shit yeah right he has this still this weird um fixation on his own past yeah his, uh-huh. his the the past of the the dune books you know really obviously his his past and his history but yeah it's it's not enough that we're familiar with it's not enough just to you know summon it at will and you know speak through them it's like yeah he has to see it in person like it has to be in the physical world for some reason and then like with the whole breeding and potential like gene splicing or modification so like whatever they're doing it's like it does make me think into what like you know again what is monio's deal uh right is does that have anything to do with that program or or what I don't know. Like, there are so many question marks still, like you said. Yeah. Um. Uh. Duncan talks with like the older child. Duncan's like, "Hey, this wasn't my fucking idea." Um. Says they should leave and never come back. You know, um, Duncan and Siona. They um they go to their, you know the the quarters or whatever that they have set up. The fish speakers expect them to be together for the night, you know. 
they're they're still you know everyone's always nudging now yep. for them to uh to meet to mm-hmm. breed mm-hmm. um as is leto's will and they both and know yes um yeah they're they're both really resentful of that fact uh i kind of feel like that'll build into like a, a weird kind of like passionate almost like a forbidden thing. like you know it's like they know that everyone wants them to do it so they feel like immediately like they can. yeah but I, I i don't know i mean i feel like it's gonna happen um, it could but but at least for right now for here um siona says if you put a hand on me i'll kill you and duncan recognizes he's like yeah you know she'll try so well, so Dun- just like, I mean, Duncan doesn't want it either. Duncan. No, Duncan, no, no. Duncan is is very resistant to being uh, Leto's stud. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which he says several times. Yes. Um, I guess I meant more like Duncan kind of recognizes the the sincerity in um, Siona's voice when she says that that is not an idle threat. Yeah. You know, that she will <laughs> literally fucking kill him. Yep. Um, and he kind of finds that like charming. Or amusing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought this was a weird detour in a way for the book to make. Like we've been spending so much time, you know, in On or at the Citadel as like yeah. our two main locations, primarily under them. And now we get like this weird look into this this kind of quaint village on the outskirts here. Um, I mean. Was the to the Duncan predecessor like commuting to the Citadel every day? You know, like there and back, or, or yeah. You know, does his family just stay there and they, I mean, they only see him every month? I mean, like yeah, I think they mentioned that that he was there as much as he could be, but like right. his his work took precedence. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like how many of these like villages are there how spread are out are yeah. they? What, you know what do they do like um and and why why does siona know this you know why does siona know that the former duncan's family lived here is this just part of her research as like this key figure in the rebellion that she needs to know these things i think it's more that that she is the daughter of uh you know monio Right, but I mean, like, we, just considering the timeline of this book from, like, the start of it, we have no reason to believe that Monio and Siona have, like, any contact. I mean, how how long has she been holding on to this knowledge? Like, I think it's weird in some ways that sometimes it feels like the more Siona talks or like the more that they focus on or like the weirder it is. And I, I get that there's also a lot of mystery swirling yeah. around Siona, but like, like what, what is her literally, what is her relationship with her own father? You know, what, what is her relationship with Leto? What does she do? That's kind of what I want to know. Like, where does Siona live? Who does she live with? What does she do day to day? Like, we don't see her do anything, you know, except like just have these conversations within the rebellion, which like would be fine if there was just like the slightest 
hint of like context on the periphery of these things. Yeah. There's just nothing. I'm like so confused uh-huh. about think... like what her role is, about about what yeah. she does. Yeah. That that actually brings up um I, I guess what would be my biggest criticism of the book so far, which I think I, I've probably hinted at a bit up until this point, but like uh we we have really seen very little of the day to day um life uh on arrakis um you know but like beforehand we we i i think we we had a pretty good idea of um you know how how these people operated day in day out what what a fremen life was like you know what the life of uh of of you know duke leto was like as royalty or as uh paul was as you know as the emperor um and here we it's it almost feels like it's it's like we're we, we are just seeing big picture uh broad strokes like from leto's mind you know what i mean like it's it's um yeah there, there there's very little of of down on the street kind of um real interactions and they're they're not non-existent they have happened you know uh but but um definitely not enough to paint a paint a detailed uh image of 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 what life is like for any of these characters um you know i guess duncan being the exception yeah yeah um Although, I mean, like, I feel like I know enough about Monio and, like, I feel like the characters who who orbit Leto and are, like, part of, like, the royalty or, like, running the Empire, like, you can kind of assume a lot of things about them. Like, they yeah. probably live and work at the Citadel, you know? Or, like, yeah. you know... I mean, if really, you're like, oh, what are, what are they doing? They're probably caught up in, like, they're, like they do have day-to-day activities. Yeah. Like, Siona, like, does she have a job? Does she go to school? How old is she? Literally, what does she what does she do? It kind of like fucking bothers me. Full time rebel, baby. I mean, does I don't know. Um, no, I I mean, obviously, I'm I'm speaking big picture. Like I I I'm just dying for for more breadcrumbs about what this society looks like you know and you know. and and we got it we got some stuff in in you know the, the preparation for um for the, the the you know the festival but uh but yeah just just not enough and yeah for for siona's day-to-day life i would like to know what that looks like more we we had a string of like 10 chapters that we that had no siona whatsoever so i think we are probably due for um yeah from some more in-depth uh material and this is also the first time where we really see her like um be vulnerable be um you know show like sorrow yeah and like regret um I think overall it's it's uh handled pretty well but there's like a similar thing with Hui later when she has her uh, meeting with Leto at like the intimate the intimate like meeting chamber, yeah, um, where she's like very shocked about things and like very overcome with fear and sorrow in a way that um, 
she just wasn't when we met her when when yeah. she first talks with Leto. And so this section of chapters also kind of got me into thinking like it just felt a little like Herbert leaning on on this like uh this arc of his when he when he writes his female characters where like he'll start off like really strong and then like eventually he's like yeah but like you know they were still women so you know they like cried a bunch and they you know they kind of yeah. just they were girls right oh my god and once we get to the fucking thing about like Leto just being like these are the definitive difference between the sexes and uh well we'll have more to talk about well it's it's fine we don't need to talk about that right now but I, I'm just mentioning it because I, I feel like I'm going to circle back to this, too. And, um, I mean, I, I'm not saying that Siona shouldn't be, like, showing regret or shouldn't feel bad. Um, but it just seemed like, um, like she was not prepared to, like, own her actions at all in this chapter. You know, that, um, like, she had this, like, very spur-of-the-moment kind of, like, ooh, you know, I have this this plan to really get under Duncan's skin to really try and get at Leto, you know? And then she was like, Oh no, that was too far. You know? Um, I get that it's different, like being on the grounds, like seeing it happen. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I mean, also like she, she's, we, we've been told that she has like, you know, such a visceral hate for Leto's empire. And like, who knows what things she's had to do in service to that. Um, she was very quick to like feel bad about these things. Yeah, in this that's chapter, true. I felt not that there aren't again, not that there aren't reasons for her to feel bad. It's it's different than just like you know killing a soldier or something, presumably. Mm. But um, it's just another thing that I was. I don't know. I guess that uh, I wanted to touch on, or that I was thinking as I was reading. That's all. So. Yeah, you're you're uh, worried they're gonna pull a Jessica on a. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, not not necessarily, but I mean, not not necessarily. I really don't know. Um, but we can uh, unless there's there's more you want to talk about here, we can we can move on. I know we have a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing I can think of really. I uh, I think you did. Those are definitely valid. Um opinions valid thoughts about her characterization but i found it 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 was something that i i like i i i like in Siona's character and uh i guess humanized her a little bit um i don't know yeah no i mean i i hear you I, again i don't think it's like bad in and of itself um but it it does it could be indicative of, of something else, of, of other sure. things that Herbert has done that I haven't been super happy with either. Um, anyways, let's get to our second chapter. That's also, um, I don't know. Um, Duncan is invited to join the Cyanox ceremony. And uh, he's brought to this giant underground room with Leto. They're on a stage 
and they're surrounded by like thousands of fish speaker women. Um, and that's redundant. They're all women. It's just surrounded by thousands of yes. fish speakers, three from each planet that he controls. And it's a lot of people. Um, and I don't know. I mean, a lot of it is kind of just going through this, um, religious ceremony, uh, Yeah, a lot of, like, I don't know, call and answer or, like, you know, responses where Lita will say something and then all the women say something back. And yeah. it's very, uh, yeah, you know, just going through the ceremony itself. Um, and Duncan is kind of in awe the whole time. Yeah, it is, um, I mean, it, it, it really does have a profound effect on him. Yeah, he kind of he recognizes like the power that Leto commands um, the, the like fanatical fierceness of these women that they would do anything. I mean, yeah. like some of them come out with babies and Duncan has the thought that they would smash their babies to death right there. If Leto ordered, yep. it, you know, without like a second thought, mm-hmm. um, and we're led to believe that he's right, you know? I think, <laughs> it seems, I, I think seems he like is. they would. I think he is right. Um, and we we get a bit more... Um, we get a bit more insight as to um, why the fish speakers are comprised of entirely of women as well. Because yes. Duncan kind of has this thought where he's like, oh, you know... He's like, now I can kind of see that this is a, a real army, you know, a, a real fighting force. He has to be, like, convinced. He's like, whoa, like, I get it. And he kind of has this flashback conversation where um, Leto's saying the difference between a male army and a female army is that the female army has complete devotion to the leader whereas the male army has complete devotion to uh i don't know itself i don't really remember what what he says the male army is like focused on but but i do remember that the key difference is that the the women that they focus on a leader that whoever controls the army um you know they they have this absolute command um i don't really remember like the reasoning exactly there but you know leto and by extension herbert is like again like very clearly um drawing these lines where he's like you know he's like very into the binary which i think is too bad because um some of his ideas offer a lot of like opportunities for um, like fu- fusion of the genders or to make things genderless as well, you know, like with Leto who contains like all men and all women within him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of having that be like a, 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 a blending, it kind of gives like more of a reasoning to draw these lines, I think in Herbert's mind. And he's like, no, this is the women over here. And this is the guys <laughs> over here and all women everywhere do this. 
and all men everywhere do this. And that's why I can make my army of all girls, and it's this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's like, I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like how Herbert wrote this is like he's like, oh, this is a feminist thing because the the women are have the power and. Yeah. And and they're better than than the men because they do this and they do this and they're not they don't get violent like that, but it's it's just not be like because yeah you're right it's it it's it just kind of uh, separates them by other metrics and is is still like patronizing right yeah um yeah I mean the. The the whole thing about like about the the difference between um, you know uh, a f- uh, an army comprised of women or an army comprised of men, um, I don't really think the p- point is is that they can focus on one leader. I think uh, it's the, the 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 fact that the leader is him um, is different in him. But what he says is uh what 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 Lido says is that men are are Men are susceptible to class fixations. They create layered societies. The layered society is an ultimate invitation to violence. It does not fall apart. It explodes. Sure, that that sounds right. Women ever do this, Duncan uh, questions? Not unless they are almost completely male-dominated or locked into a male role model. The sexes can't be that different, but they are. Women make common cause based on their sex, a cause which transcends class and caste. That is why I let my women hold the reins. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It it doesn't. I I just feel like it doesn't stand up to to any kind of like critical thinking. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it it's it's not a solid argument, you know. It it's no. just, it's it's just like I don't know, very uh it just screams, you know, opinion or yeah. or or biases, you know. Rather than oh, this is this is this is a fact. Right. And again, it it's unfortunate that um you get this mixed bag because on the one hand, um, you know, he's trying to draw attention to, like, you know, classism and having, uh, you know, the, the the dangers of, like, an unequal and structured society, right? And it's exactly. like, oh, yeah, totally, right? That, you know? Well, yeah. That's, that's the most frustrating that's part. That's to get behind. That's the most frustrating part. I mean, he, <laughs> it's in a lot of these passages, not just in this chapter, but I mean, throughout this book so far, I feel like he, he gets so close to like some like really cool progressive stances and then just fucks it all up by some like weird, like, like theory he has. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like the, the more I think about it, it's, it's like, it's very, um, he can identify all these like very real issues, but, um, when it comes time to attribute blame, 
he kind of brings it back. It kind of always goes back to like sex to him, yeah. right? Whether yeah. that be like actual, like the, the physical act or the sexes themselves. Mm. Um, and it makes me feel like, I don't know, like he read like the Communist Manifesto and then like Sigmund Freud back to back or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, oh, these are the same, right? Like he just put it together. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, that, 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 could be, that could be true. I mean, but, so. and, and I mean, it really does like, this is the thing that like a lot of like libertarian people do. Like they, they, they like can pinpoint what the problems are, but when they come to, you know, a positive solution, it's just like super off base. And, um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it just it feels like we're we are getting more of that. Yeah, and I, it 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 really is too bad because um, there's been a lot of interesting things in the past three books, but it's been focusing a lot on like the story of Dune itself, right? Yes. And in God Emperor of Dune, it feels like it's trying to like address and talk about like the, like these huge societal. Yeah. Um, issues because Leto himself is so focused on restructuring and recreating like human civilization. Yeah. And so like n- naturally it lends itself to these like big idea discussions of like what it means to have a society and like where, what are the problems with it? You know, what are the things to avoid? Why did these problems occur? Um, if you were to tell me before I started reading this book that like, these are the the issues that Herbert was going to try and address. I'd be like, oh, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it really is, um, uh, you know, essentially just like frustrating and a little disappointing at times to see that, um, like you said, that it feels like there's a lot of agreement on what the problems are and then a lot of confusion over... Um, why those problems exist in the first place it, it pretty much seems to always go back to like i don't know is there a penis is there a vagina something there's not yeah I, I think we're having a problem i know i know is yeah it's it's that that's what it boils down to for him is yeah. is the 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 divide between sexes and, and men and men in power bad women in power good but but only if a they're man controlled by a man. Above them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. and and even the thing, it's like, well, you know, you're a woman, you're a man, I am both. Like that's pretty much in in like Leto's uh, what you know, like part of that ceremony, Sinoc. Um, but it's like, no, you're you're a man. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're like, you're. Th- th- there's like female ancestors within you, but you're also just a a, a man. And yeah, uh, yeah, it seems to be very clear in the way that he's been conducting himself. Yeah, not to say that uh, that you know Leto's obvious uh, infatuation for Queen Ori would necessitate him being a man, but I think in Dune, the way that Herbert writes it it necessitates him to be yeah. a man. You know I, what I mean? I, I agree with that for sure. So. And also, he's just like a giant dick, you know? Like his, <laughs> his body is just a giant phallic, uh, you know, symbol. So, I mean, yeah, Yeah. 
Anyways, um... Another thing that this section of chapters, like, I think really, um, goes in on a bit more is, um, the religion surrounding the God Emperor himself more and more. And so this chapter does a lot of work to show, like, what is that like, um, you know, I don't know, um... And, and, and I guess, how is it, how is it wielded, you know, um, to what end? And of course it's to command and control, yeah. I guess, ultimately. Um, but there, there's going to be more of that too, I think in like the latter three chapters, at least, at least, I think, you know, I think Duncan and Leto have more conversations about that, or, or somehow that crops yes. up. Yeah, I think so too. More. That's when we kind of get into the whole, like, oh, what's the difference between, like, breaking the law and sinning? Yes. You know? Yep. And yep. Why, why it matters that there's a difference right, if you're trying to, like, lead an empire. Yeah. Which, which again, like, I don't know. There's there's some thoughts there that are really cool and I, there, I agree yeah. with. You know? Yeah, we, we get some uh, criticism of the the police yeah. establishment. Yep. Um which which was of, of policing in general. For when this came out was really radical. Yeah. You know? Um so yeah, it's just it's it's a weird ideology to have. It really is. It's it's very inconsistent and Yeah. But I guess that's like the average person. Like, you know, not not everyone is a perfect progressive or a perfect leftist people have these all these weird beliefs and thoughts because they're all you know so it's 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 uh so yeah i mean that's kind of like why i think like i am really enjoying this book and i am very engrossed in it and i really want to to read more because i because i i i really am drawn to like uh the the philosophical rundown of of uh you know what makes a society, what, what ruins it, what would make it better. Um, and, and like, I, it, it kind of like excites me that I don't agree with it, you know, yeah. entirely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's a different reading experience. Yeah. Like, like that, like I'm, I am enjoying it, but I don't, I definitely don't like it all on the surface level. I, I hear you. I think the thing too, like, obviously, you know, neither of us came to Dune with this idea that we were going to like read leftist theory in our sci-fi novel, necessarily, yeah, right, right? I know. or like. I know. Um, but I, I think I think what makes it tougher here is just that, like, because things that um, revolve around like these ideas are coming up more and more in this book we're like naturally going to bring our own ideas to it. And so like if those, if those two things don't line up, you know, that's going to feel like book criticism in yeah, a way too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Whoa, I don't agree with that. And so like, you're right. You, you don't necessarily have to agree with it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing too, because like obviously sci-fi has this rich history of like, um, separating itself from modern day society to be used as like a tool to critique society and so like then like it it still kind of does have this like moral imperative to 
it do- I, I think to be on like a right side of history kind it does. of thing. But, it does. I mean, but yeah, I can't. We we I mean, but I can't also fault we it entirely. No, no, same. And I mean, we we got to think like like yeah, this this guy and and his father are like meant to be worse than Hitler, you know. So, like, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. But but, that, but then that also like, that feels like a get out of jail free card. It does. This is like Leto taught a lot of the things that we've been taking issue with is like, you know, not like the burning people alive yeah. or shit. It's like in the privacy of their like own conversations, they're like, Oh yeah, this is what we really think. You know, I think that that's the tough well, part yeah. of it. And that's one thing. That's one thing. Obviously Leto is a fictional character and like it doesn't like it's it's I don't know. Sometimes you're 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 made to to dislike characters, you know. But I think the problem really boils down to like it feels like it is uh, Frank Herbert talking through Leto. Yes, you know. Yes, it does. And and even though that 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 may not be true, it it really feels like it like it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I th- think so. Yeah. I think Leto's an absolute mouthpiece for yes. Herbert on a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. I I I I I couldn't agree more. I think that's where the trouble goes down because you're like, oh man, it's like, I I don't think this guy is uh ha, you right. Know, I think he has some pretty screwed up opinions there, which makes sense for a guy his age in that time period, unfortunately. But it's like, it we we had been you know, I guess kind of shielded from that uh from from that kind of thing the previous three books so this is kind of yeah. a, a a slap in the face yeah and like talking about perspectives of the characters and stuff too i kind of thought i forget what what the conversation was exactly but like there was this oh i remember what it was um we'll get to this too i think it's the fourth chapter it's after Hui leaves after meeting with uh, Leto, and then Duncan comes after. And Duncan gets in, like, a full-on argument with Leto. You know, Duncan's, like, completely pissed off. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll save that. Yeah, but I so... guess what I'm trying to say is, is Duncan kind of, like, runs down these critiques of Leto. Yep. And it feels like, oh, yeah, like, you know, here we go. Like, maybe we're going to see through these different characters, like different ideas explored or different perspectives. And it kind of feels like it always goes back to like, no, any character who has an issue with Leto just isn't understand, you know, is not capable of understanding the scope of Leto's plan or doesn't understand why he does these terrible things in service to like this greater plan that as a mere mortal, they can't comprehend. No, yeah, that's, that's true. And also it's, it's like Duncan, Duncan could could very uh, very well be the voice of reason, you know, but he he's actually kind of portrayed a lot of the times as as oh this character is is old school and holds these like really the, you know the, these uh, really backwards beliefs, um, right? And when 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 even these more progressive beliefs come out are like are backwards to us the the the, the character that's gonna be uh you know the the um mouthpiece for for like old school conservatism is is uh is is not going to be a great um yeah uh you know argument against whatever leto's spouting so 
I don't know. That's kind of weird. That's true. As you say that too, I think maybe what I was thinking as I was reading that chapter too, because um, Duncan is the one who says a lot of the things that we didn't like as well during that chapter where he's like, what an army of all women. What the fuck? That sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, and so it, it also could have been an opportunity for leader to be like, you know, aha, uh-huh, like now you've learned something or this and that. It feels, you know, it feels like no one's like seeing eye to eye. Like Leto has his own shitty things and Duncan has his own shitty things. You know, no one's learning anything too. It's not like there's a point where it's like, oh yeah, I was wrong to hold that belief or like we've reconciled in some way. Right. It's kind of just right. like people just like kind of continue to be like, yeah, you just have like this shitty part about them, and you're like, oh, I know. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's gonna be some sort of reconciliation, of some sort. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I, I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like Leto is a character who kind of has has thought he he knew what was best from the start, and I don't think he's going. I don't think that's gonna, that's gonna change. Yeah. Um. Up until he dies, unfortunately. Uh, but we're at the hour mark now. I know we're, you know, we're not really halfway done, but, uh, I think we're going to well, stop, take a break. You got to pee and get another drink. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. So, yeah, I, I, we've really spent the bulk of this discussion just, um, covering our thoughts on Herbert and what we, what we think he's trying to say through his book. Yeah. I don't think we've touched too much on the chapter itself. Um, and even though I think a lot happens in here, um, other than what we've discussed, I, I don't feel like I have too much to say about it. Um, is there anything you want to say about it before we uh, continue on? Or are you good? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's this was a really interesting chapter. You know, obviously, it it it, it really does show how. Um, much of a hold he has on the fish speakers and uh, you know we we have the um the women who are leaving the fish speakers you know because they've they've had babies and but how they're kind of always really going to be in his service and in some way uh yeah i mean it's 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 just i don't know it's interesting yeah yeah i'm with you on that it's it's very interesting but i I don't have too much to say other than it, yeah. it kind of um is what the chapter said it was yep I'm sure there's things i'm forgetting but we still have plenty to discuss so we'll we'll continue on our third chapter is hui nori like we mentioned um she is summoned to see the god emperor um we we get this interesting revelation during their conversation that um, that the Ixian ambassador office where uh, Hui was, um, everyone else in the office has been killed and replaced by face dancer doubles. Yes, by the Tleilaxu. So, I thought it was pretty cool that the the Tleilaxu threat is still looming, you know, that the face dancers are being utilized in some way, you know, it isn't just the attack, they have more to their plots. Um, Made me think, maybe I should have just assumed this before, but like, it still hasn't really been talked about. 
what's actually going on in the fucking city. Like, wh- who is... I know. It, you know? There's attacks going on, but we don't really fucking know what's happening. Well, I think they um, said... Um, they did say that that it wasn't all, like, rebel attacks. It was some... Or, or you know, Tylaxlu. Uh, some of it was, like, um, them just, like, uh, controlling it themselves, I guess. Yeah. And creating an excuse, I think, to... Um, take Siona uh, back to the Citadel. As if they need one, but yeah, I guess. Well, that's the thing. So, like, is it is it rebel activity? Is it the Tleilaxu? Is it both? It's not it... super clear. I think I, I, right. I think it's it was not super. Clear. I think it was said as both, but um, but then then also it's like how much rebel activity is actual rebels and how much of it is controlled rebellion, which like how many moles do, uh, Leto and his crew have, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, this, this kind of made me think like, Oh, you know, should I be assuming that the shit going down in the city has been the, the Tleilaxu? Cause they're obviously still, yeah, still have a presence. Um, and, and also, we've mentioned or the the book has mentioned um that there are like these telltale signs of face dancers yeah. um the book was very vague about that it, it never said what those signs were it still doesn't and that's fine it doesn't need to but hui's interaction with her assistant yake who we find out is a face dancer I feel like you can infer some of it potentially. Like it could be that they have a aversion to looking people in the eyes, you know, that like, um, because Yake never looks anyone in the eyes. He never looks directly at the people he's speaking with. So yeah. it could be like, uh, you know, that idea that like the eyes are the window to your soul. If you were to look a face dancer in the eye, like, can you tell that something yeah. is off? I know. Um, I don't know. I, I think that that, that idea is kind of there. But anyways, I thought that that was cool. Um, and we also have uh, Reverend Mother Antioch still around. She's, we find out something uh, different about her, though. Um, th- That she's a Mentat. Yeah. A secret yes. Mentat. Yep. Which was kind of funny because during the first conversation we see with Antioch and uh, Luaciel... Lucille. 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 <laughs> That's how we're pronouncing it. Uh, she says something like, oh, according to my calculations, or this and that. Yeah. And Lucille says, oh, careful. They're going to think you're a mentat. Yep. And I just thought that that was her, like, making a quip. You know, that she was just, like, being funny. I thought that was a really good line. Yeah. And then it turns out, like, no, she's she's a mentat. I know. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I guess they were just actually saying, be careful. You're going to mm-hmm. be found out. I actually thought that was kind of lame in retrospect. Yeah. Because I really, I really like the, the wit of the line without that. But uh, it's whatever. It's, it's fine. So she's a mentat reverend mother. You know, why not? I don't know. Um, seems I don't know. In some ways, it feels a little weird to me that you would, like, mix... The Bene, or the the Bene Gesserit themselves would like 
incorporate other aspects to their training. Like, I, it kind of feels like they kind of just do their own thing. And that it's kind of like outside of the B'nai Gesserit order, like with Paul, that you would get like the B'nai Gesserit Mentat or whatever. Um, or like with with Hate, where you get the Zen Sunni Mentat, whatever, you know, like that, that there are these characters throughout the galaxy that like combine these trades. But I kind of thought that they were uh, separated in their own way otherwise. And it makes sense I, to me. I guess not. It makes sense to me given that. Um... You know, the B'nai Gesserit now are, like, kind of having to adapt to how things are. And, um, you know, you would assume that with, with uh, less access to spice, you know, they can't rely solely on their prescience or, any, you know, so maybe they need Mentat skills to, do, you know, to do uh, happenings more uh, or, or better. So That's true. But, yeah, she's able to... To use those skills, uh, she's an expert at identifying face dancers. Um, so it's cool. I, I guess I, I like that she's kind of brought into the fold. You know that Leto um, is sort of always looking for like these exceptional individuals um, and to to use their abilities to his own his own gain or his own benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's very easy, I think, for Leto to see people as tools to an end. And he's like, well, Antioch is just going to be like, you know, the fucking face dancer radar or whatever. Like, you know, um, I don't care that I fucking hate the B'nai Gesserit. They're the one race of people I've considered just completely yeah, wiping off the, the, <laughs> the fucking face of the galaxy. It's genociding the entire uh, entire order. Um we find that out. I don't really feel like that's elaborated on. Um, I don't remember. I, I think it's like, in fact, I think it's kind of funny because I think when he mentions it, he's like, oh, well, I have a reason for it. And then, like, he, he like, says he's going to say something about it. And then he just, like, says something, like, really, like, poetic and dumb that like, yeah. doesn't even matter and it's like that wasn't a reason that's usually <laughs> like, what happens <laughs> you know it was um, back to Huey oh yeah 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 so back to her yeah uh yeah she is summoned to Lord Leto and they're in this room where he is um sitting kind of in a little bit of the pit, so he's he's not so high above everyone he uh, is talking with and makes him feel a little bit more uh, less intimidating. Um, but yeah, he he's he's got a lot of questions for her, and they I don't know they they have an interesting back and forth and. They talk a little bit, a bit about Malky and um, uh, oh, oh! One thing that's really hilarious is um, that Leto does reveal that he has like written a bunch of like different histories under different names. Yes, and like a lot of them are like popular, like like famous historians. Yeah, um, and you know. Huinari has has uh, read a bunch of those those histories, and so that's that's pretty funny. 
Um, and then, then yeah, he pretty much ends up asking her to marry him. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, he he asks her by saying, "I I would not ask you to marry me or something." Like, yeah. Um, but it is him asking her. He he says he says I would not ask you to be the bride of a god. Kind of I I, I think really what he means by that is like I wouldn't order it or yeah. force it. Like if yeah. I were to ask it, you would feel compelled because I am God, you know? Yeah. You would have no choice in the matter. So I would not ask it. Um he would want it to be something that, you know, she wants to do of her own volition. Yes. Yep. And it is a very uh a, a pretty compelling turn of events, I think, because it it comes off like you said, they have a lot of questions for each other and what Hui wants to know and what she kind of like realizes through listening Lido speak she like gestures to his whole body. She's yeah. like, so this, <laughs> you know, this amorphous blob you've become, you know, you truly did uh, sacrifice your humanity and, and decide to become this thing for the, the sake of the human race. And, um, you know, she finds that very admirable. Uh, She wants to to uh, ease his burden, you know. And so, you know, Leto's like, it would not lighten the burden, but it would make it easier to bear, I think mm. is how he, he puts yeah. it. Um, and so that's kind of where we get this marriage idea. So Hui's pretty much told to sleep on it. But it it seems like she's considering it very strongly yeah well, um, well they say i mean he, he even says that he knows her you know her answer already yeah and i mean it it's also mentioned that you know passing duncan in the hallway uh she she signified to him that that uh you know she she was kind of fully um invested in leto and in, in worshiping leto you know um yes yeah so that's it's very interesting because because yeah she is the perfect person to kind of get under Leto's skin um but also i don't know if there's a trap door or not i it doesn't seem like there is you know similar to um to hate you know i i i don't think there is going to be a uh click your finger and betray um this person kind of thing uh i think it might just be maybe Leto getting so wrapped up in her is what's going is, is maybe what just causes his downfall you know that's possible um yeah i don't know another uh, i mean another thing that is interesting to me is um i think it's in this chapter where he talks about what will happen to him after he dies yes that was the other huge thing and he does talk about that it seems like it goes back to this idea of like the sand trout, um, you know, his body breaking apart. And he says that like each part of him will have a 
what is it like a pearl of his uh, yeah. awareness yep. consciousness yep he will still be aware in some capacity throughout this entire thing as he you know expands and and, and scatters into um, these different sandworm sand trout creatures but he'll never be able to you know speak out or or act on this consciousness so it'll be kind of torture right he'll be in this like strange endless dream yeah is a, a kind of a i think that's another way that he he puts it so it, it does sound uh hellish and strange like on the one hand it's almost like he won't really be like aware in the same way that it's like he just isn't able to like uh express it but like also he'll be just aware enough to like be able to experience his awareness and like yep. know that like something is locked away exactly yeah yeah that's that's pretty wild and that makes me think that um that is what the great scattering is yes is, yeah is, I'm, I'm sure that he it will himself be. he himself <laughs> will be the the great scattering um at the end that's, of all of this that's a good point i forget i feel like that term's only been like brought up once yeah i think but, it was only uh, in, the be- in, in the very beginning but yeah we were oh that's right though yeah I, you're kind of reminding me of it i think maybe we were wondering if it had to do with like a spread of uh humanity yeah or... that's what i thought it was initially right that's a really good point yeah the great scattering it very well uh could be leto scattering yeah that that's a really good connection. I think you're right. Yeah, it, it kind of also it gives us this interesting insight into you know they keep talking about the way the sandworms will be different, and it's not just that they'll have more ganglia; they will. Yeah, but you know we're with these next two books, we're kind of going to be left with this feeling that you know every time you see a sandworm or a sand trout. In some small way, you're encountering Leto. Yeah, know? yeah, you're right. Presumably, that that's the that's, way it, it. That is assuming that he dies in this. Book, yes, which yes, I think is, is a pretty good assumption. Um, thankfully, I do not know. Uh, yeah, nor do I. But um, it does feel that way. <laughs> it, it feels like it's inevitable. Yeah, and also, and this isn't a spoiler, but it's something that's interesting. Is you know how the first three Dune books were kind of meant as a trilogy. Um, and I, I, I've, I've read that, uh, God Emperor is actually kind of like a standalone book. So it's not, yeah. it's not the beginning of a, of the second trilogy. Um, but books, uh, five and six were meant to be part of a trilogy. Oh, I see. So yeah, that, there, there's, there's going to be. So I guess Heretics is going to be the start of like a new trilogy that was left unfinished. And then I guess Brian Herbert ends up finishing. So we'll see. See how uh, we feel about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I know. We might. Uh... Oh, God. Okay. We don't We don't need to talk about that either yeah. right now. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, things flowing around. Yeah, no, but uh, you're absolutely right to bring up um, Leto discussing his death. It's another thing that kind of endears Hui to, to him more. Yeah. Um, and it is a, a very interesting thing to hear Leto himself um, describe. It does give us more of a, an idea of this burden that he, you know, he says that he carries. Um, so, yeah, 
that was cool that was cool yeah well uh, yeah i i don't know um i don't really know where 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 we is going i'm not sure where where her character is is uh, headed um yeah, well, we'll have a bit more to talk about that in the fifth chapter. Yes, so. yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Well, let's 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 save that. Um, I want to mention just one more thing about this chapter. The end of it, it's it's Leto remarking to himself about Hui. He says everything about her reaffirmed his awareness that she was precisely the kind of woman who. If he had grown to normal manhood, he would have wanted, parentheses, no, demanded, yeah, as his mate. <laughs> so, I don't know, I read that line and I'm like, wow, so Leto's like the ultimate incel, huh? Like, yeah, damn, you're right, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. The OG incel. <laughs> For like, real. <laughs> You know, what, what is the purpose of these parentheses demanded, you know, like that he's so entitled that this is the woman that he deserves, that he <sighs> demands of himself I, to possess. I think it's, it's, it's meant for us to kind of reckon with his bitterness based, you know, upon his, his, you know, situation that we did see in his, the, the chapter when he was pouting, you know. In yes. front of his his, his uh, fish speakers, like I, uh, yeah, I I think this is something that's very upsetting to him, and even after these thousands of years, it doesn't get, does not get easier, right? Yeah, uh... I mean, I I can't imagine Kid Lido talking like that. No, no, that's true. I I do think that this is something that's developed and has been like festering inside of him and, yeah. and you use the word bitterness i think that's a really smart choice when you said that word just now it kind of immediately um made me rethink that line because that was another it to me like this feels like it's just like part and parcel of the way the fish speakers are treated yeah the way that hui's treated the way that you know sion is treated the way that i don't know <laughs> the way that Herbert writes women sometimes is just uh, uh, well. I, I don't like, and I, yes. I feel like that this is. I at first I was like, oh yeah, like I I didn't think that it was meant to be taken like so seriously, but no. I was like, why is that there? I know, I know, and I think you're you're right to point out the bitterness connection. Yeah, I think that is it. I think that's all it really is because I mean we we do have to keep in mind that like we. We're not meant to think Leto is a great person or that his sacrifice makes him somehow this, you know, uh, saint-like person or, or creature. Um, I do think that's one thing that that Frank Herbert wants us to, to think is, is like, oh, this person's not great. This person does bad things and is is bad. And I think the big difference between him and Paul is, like, Leto has kind of always had like kind of iffy opinions like he he's very much been like oh yes the ends do justify the means absolutely 100 percent. i'll kill all these people fuck these people up but in the end it'll be better it'll all be worth it 
Whereas Paul's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to kill these people. Like I'm gonna not. I'm gonna do whatever I can to not do that. Um. So so yeah, like it's it's weird because like he is likable in 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 a lot of ways. Like you know he's he is funny and like charming and um even was in in children. But uh, but he's also just like not actually a good person. Right. Yeah. True that. True that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Fourth chapter. Yes. All right. So like you said, this is uh uh Leto and Duncan having their discussion. Um the other super incelly thing, you know, when uh when Duncan mentions that he passes Hui in the hall. You know, uh, Lito, oh, Lito, know. did you did you say anything? <laughs> what did you say? What's going on? And you know, Duncan's like, man, I should really uh, spend some more time with her and try and figure out like what her deal is, right? And Lito's like, you stay the fuck away <laughs> from her. <laughs> you know, like, I know, I know. Oh man, that was uh, yeah. I mean, his his possessiveness is real. So it is real. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Right away, like that's I don't know that that's like uh, that is kind of a weapon, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about like not knowing where Hui's character is going to go, like to think that one of the the threads, one of the paths that they could go down would be like um, uh, Hui and uh, Duncan, you know, hooking up. I mean, Leto would is bound to at least kill Duncan in that scenario, at the very like, least, if not Hui. Right. Yeah. I or, mean, like, it would be. I mean, just out of spite, maybe yeah. be like, fuck you. I'm going to just blow up all the ty- the uh, Tyloxu. Yeah. You know, like, right. he could easily yeah. do that. I, uh. Or the Ixians, rather. I don't. I mean, it's not that it couldn't be that. You know, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but, um, you know, the pieces are there that if it were to happen, it would be very unpleasant. Yeah. It would, it would yeah. be bad. Whatever it is, yeah. So, yeah. Um,. That's how the chapter ends. He says, no, you will stay away from Hui. I have something special in mind for her. But, like, you know, it obviously feels less about Leto's plan and more about his uh, entitlement yeah. there and, yep. and his jealousy for, uh, you know, Duncan's perfect ancient Greek hero <laughs> form. So. Yes. Um... But, you know, a lot of what this comes down to, too, is, like, you know, still the, uh, what Duncan sees as this incongruity, this, this, it doesn't line up, you know, um, what, what Duncan knows from his past as the Atreides Code of Honor and the way the Atreides do things and the way that Leto does things now, uh, um, which I think they have a pretty good conversation about it, you know. Duncan is reminded that he, <clears throat> you know, was a rebel and uh, played his part in destroying the empire of a, you know, the the rightfully sitting uh, emperor. And and also, um, I think we get like some talk about Monio. And Sione here and everything too about like the testing, yeah, 
Um, you know, I think he's like reminded, like, hey, you know, Monio's into tradies, this and that. Um, Duncan doesn't. He has a hard time swallowing a lot of these things. I, I think it really. This this has come up before this idea that that Duncan can't believe that like Leto's acting as an Atreides mm-hmm. or or that he's defying the Atreides and like sullying the name. I think here more so than any other in the place in the book previously, like it, it really made me reflect on that and think like, do I feel like Leto is acting as an Atreides would, given what I know from you know, especially Paul. Yeah. But also Duke Leto the first. Yep. And you know, you you yourself just mentioned that Paul would never do these things. And I think we can assume that Duke Leto would never do these things. I think we've talked about that too. Yeah. I and agree. so I think I think in that sense, no. But I think if you were to like, you know, not look at the people, if you don't look at the individuals like Paul and Leto the first, and you just look at like what are the tenets of like being in the treaties, what is that code? I think you can see how Leto has twisted it to fit his own actions. Yeah. When it comes to I think I think it kind of comes down to this idea of being a man of the people. Like I think Leto sees himself as the ultimate man of the people in mm. that he's doing these things to save all people, whether yeah. or not they know it and whether or not they like it, which is the big yes. distinction. Yep. That's where all the that's where all the issues are coming up for Duncan. But again, like you're saying, the ends of what he wants to achieve are kind of like the like the extreme ultimate Atreides goal, you know? But that the method of doing it is like Harkonnen shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's uh, it's. They've said worse than the Harkonnens, right? <laughs> it's it's, a, it's yeah, it's a it's a step above the Harkonnen. It's it's steps above a, every other brutal tyrant in yeah. in the history of history. Um, but it's weird. It's I don't know. It's like strange too because it's like. Well, how much brutal shit have they done? Like, how much torture, destruction, killing, you know, slaughtering have they done? Like, it feels like there there probably was quite a bit of that up front when they when yeah. when Leto first took power, but they've been kind of in this holding pattern of of Leto's peace for thousands of years already. So, like, I don't know. It's it's like the threat of of this this pain and it just feels like everyone's so boxed in and afraid of him um but there's actually very little violence that is going on because of that yeah uh this is also the chapter where we get the talk on um like the the police force and so it does seem a little weird too like you know um Leto's like, hey, fuck the police. But I like the army. <laughs> you know, he's, he's very pro-military. 
but not not military as we know it. Right. You know? Yes. So these true, are like true. progressive, like different ideas, but and and like Leto is also a fan of like rebellion. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, he he like talks to Duncan. I don't think it's this chapter, but it's like, hey, you know, you were a rebel too when you you know overthrew the Harkonnen stronghold and and like the empire and stuff so yeah yeah no it is this chapter that's when he says it. yeah yeah so it's 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 weird because like he you know there 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 is this strange this like weird dichotomy within Lita where he is a man of the people and a rebel and kind of like fighting the good or like thinks of himself as like fighting the, the good fight and like to him he 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 does not like betray Atreides values you know yeah it's just that everyone doesn't or everyone looking at him like can't see that you know because like to everyone else he's he's this terrible tyrant but to him he's the only one that knows that this path is what brings about you know the continuation of the human race right and of course that's all wrapped up in like this burden that he has to bear yeah he's the only one who knows and everyone's gonna fucking hate him forever exactly yeah And I mean, like, the the interesting thing about this, too, is, like, yeah, this is, like, what Paul saw, probably what Paul saw during his first, you know, awakening when he said he was yeah. he was greater than the Kwisatz Haderach, and then ultimately what he, he decided he could not go through with. Yeah, I, I actually think that someone talks about that, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it might be a Reverend Mother or something, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... The, the the very interesting thing about about Leto's character too, like from the the beginning, really, is like he doesn't really have any moral quandaries about his his choice because of uh, you know what happens at the end. It's like he mm. doesn't he doesn't care if anyone thinks he's a a bad guy, you know. Right. All that he matters, saw, yeah. He all that matters so far to him. The future. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All that matters to him is that he is on the right side in the end, and he he actually is doing what's right for everybody else. Um, where where it is you know with it with Paul like even if he could see that it's like a very human weakness to like not want to you know be seen as this I mean and he already was seen as like a terrible dictator and with with the yeah. jihad and everything and that that was a huge burden to bear and like I understand that he could just crumble under that uh that kind of pressure because he was like born human and. Whereas Leto was preborn, and and the, I think the combination of preborn and like a like Fremen who don't don't really know what guilt is, you know, like I feel like that combination kind of let Leto go th- go down this path with without hesitation, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, the only kind of regret he has is like a very carnal one, right? Like you know, he wants that human companionship and and sex and whatever and love um uh and it's 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 not like he he wants to give this up for for moral reasons or or you know or you know regrets it because of all the pain he's caused he only regrets it because selfishly he he wants to fuck queen Marie. yes totally that's exactly it so yeah i, I it there's there's there, there, there like i don't know i do see a trees in him but but he he's he's a very different beast to his predecessors for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. And also, like you mentioned, um, the whole like eh, you know uh, progressive things here and there. Like it's always been that mixed bag. But 
I also like that they touch on um because it goes back to the fact that there's there's like no police force or he doesn't yeah. have a police force, so there's also no prisons and yes. um you know Duncan is like flabbergasted, and so of course that's such a big thing in America where the prison industrial complex is yeah you know this massive machine to deposit um, uh, yeah this functioning society exactly. with zero prisons people want I mean th- like what like th- that's th- this is like the same kind of passage but. Again, what a fucking radical notion for when this was published. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah Duncan's so incredulous. He's like, you have to have some... Pri-. He's like, you can't have no prisons. And Leto just says, do I? I do think it kind of also touches on the hypocrisy we keep seeing in Leto, though. Because I think Duncan is like, don't you have, like, entire planets that are prisons exactly, still? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Leto just kind of brushes it off. He's like, eh, you know, whatever. He's like, just, I guess, <laughs> he says, I guess you could think of anywhere as a prison if that's the way yes, your illusions yes, go. Yes, yes, That's his bullshit yeah. response. Yeah. yeah. Any, bro, <laughs> anything could be a prison. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. I, it's like, okay, but hold it. Do you have prison planets or not? Because yeah. I feel like that's important to this point. Exactly. Like, and then, I mean, like, his his, like reasoning is like oh no like like we don't need that because like my religion makes everything that would be a crime a sin and committing a sin is 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 much scarier than committing a crime um because of the consequences so yeah uh again that's super hypocritical because like they're still yeah yeah yeah. they're they're still under his control it's just not a police force and it's kind of funny because like when when uh when Duncan calls the fish speakers like a police force. It seems like like that upsets Leto. Like you know, like don't, yeah, yeah, don't he's call offended. him a police force. Yeah, yeah, he's completely. He's like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, totally. And what were you just? Uh... Hmm. I feel like I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say one more thing. Uh, it had to do with... Oh, right. The difference between uh, breaking a law and sinning. That that was yeah. a big deal. And right. And so, like, I think what it... What it really touches on is, like, and why Leto has such disdain for the police is he notes that... Um, that positions of power are exactly where uh, the the you know the savviest criminals will find themselves. Exactly. Inevitably. Yeah, he he says like it would take a, 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 a you know a dumb as shit cop to uh, you know not see that criminals thrive and that they're in the position to, to to beat the criminals that never get caught. You know. Yes, exactly. So so yeah, that that's that's very interesting because that's what he's doing. Right. You know he's. He's using this band's technology from the Exeans with with no mm-hmm. second thought. But if somebody else does that, then they're they're dead, you know. Yes. And you know, everyone else has to believe in the God Emperor, but he doesn't. He knows he's not an actual god, and yeah, he, 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 you know, he he doesn't agree with with uh you know the 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 fervor they 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 believe in him with, you know, but. So so yeah, he's he's the ultimate example of all the hypocrisy and uh yes. corruption he rails against. Yes, yeah, very well said. 
Uh, very well put. Exactly it. Right. It's like it's another one of those like, man, that's such a good point. And, and the hypocrisy of Leto doesn't cancel out that point because obviously no. Herbert's right. You can tell that's something he's writing very knowingly. Like yes, that absolutely. Deliberate. So like absolutely. that works to feed into the narrative. You're yes. like, oh, shit. Like you can see that in Leto. Like that's yep. cool. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked all that. I like that for the uh, the critique levied against the the police force, the court system, the uh, the the prisons. But then, of course, right, it all circles back to like, wait a minute, Lido, like that's all the shit you're doing. I know. So I know that's another thing. I feel like we need to see how this ends to be like, well, why? <laughs> What what is the purpose of Leto's hypocrisy? Like, I feel like I need mm. to know what the ending is in order to be Same. like, what what scrutiny does does that hold up to? Like, I know, you know, yeah, yeah, and and it's it's almost like you know, it would make some of his decisions on like or some of his feelings on sexuality and the military or whatever, it would make them better if we had some something some like baseline like text somewhere in this book that said like you, you know otherwise in in like some capacity if we had one voice that was saying hey that's not right i don't think you should you know yeah like label all these people as 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 you know a monolith or whatever and and like 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 that's kind of i don't know that's that's off if there is one voice saying that like then you know we could kind of reckon with his hypocrisy and like, oh yeah, Leto is wrong. We know that. That's fine. But that, that it's very different than what we're getting with the with yeah. the police force, and because uh, because yeah, there, there, there's there's no voice saying saying like, oh no, that's 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 wrong, you know? Right. And, and like Leto's not saying in his head like, I know it's fucked up, but like I'm doing <laughs> like, I'm doing it to end end that happy, you know? So it's 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 just kind of. That's the one, yeah. The one yeah. thing again that is that that ruins it. But you're right that that is kind of what makes it feel very telling because yeah. even in the in the previous three books too, like there we've come up against things that um, you're like, huh, you know, that seems a little fucked up, or like, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. But then you're like, oh wait, you know, either like the book is causing me to think about this, or like right, there's like a reasoning for it. Or Exactly. To be argued within the book itself, yes. and then like, yeah, it feels like there's just like no meaningful opposition. So it's just like, oh, that's yep. just the book telling me this. And I know. Like, uh. <laughs> that's precisely it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's um, let's wrap up with this this last chapter Sweet. quick. It's it's a short one. Um, it's uh, Monio is uh, very apprehensive as he goes to meet. Leto so early in the morning um he has what he thinks of as bad news to deliver that he worries will arouse the worm um and it is that that the Tleilaxu have given the Ixians um, technology enough and knowledge and advice enough that they are they are able to uh, do what I what they I think they call like cellular restructuring. Yes, they're like, yes, they're yes. like it's not making a gola, it's not cloning, it's it's 
cellular restructuring. Um, I think that's what they call it, anyways. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Which is like um, the which which is the origin of Hui. Yes, right. It's weird because like. Monio brings this news up like it feels like it's very urgent you know but it seems like he's only just learned it and so Leto's like oh yeah I know are you gonna tell me it was 26 years ago or something yeah um and Monio's like oh yeah fuck how did you know uh, <laughs> you know Leto's just like I I put the pieces together I yeah. figured it out um so yeah, they they're the characters themselves are kind of careful to be like, oh, does it mean this? And you're like, well, we're not certain, but of course, like it does. Oh yeah, you know? like it's it's we. Um, we know Malky's still around. Malky was the one who uh, was seen emerging with this. Yeah, baby, I mean, and they're so kind of like, man, what's Malky up to? Like, yeah, so so I guess Malky's cell cells were restructured to create Hui, presumably. Yeah, somehow it, it very well could be. Um, and so, of course, Monio was worried about delivering this news because he knows that um, Leto's really infatuated with Hui, and he kind of thought that this would, like, change everything. He's like, I'll get rid of Hui, or, you know, what are we going to do about this? And um, Leto's like, well, it's not, we're not going to do anything with Hui, you know? You, you better not fucking touch her either. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I thought you should know better, Monio. Um... So, so, uh, really it just ends, he says to Monio, like, oh, well, the last thing I said to Hui was that we were going to meet at the Citadel, but, uh, you know, given this development, just tell her I need to see her right away, but, like, don't ever freak out or anything, let her know everything's fine, whatever, um... And then it's kind of funny, like, Monio's just about to leave, and then Leto's like, nah, I want to hear myself talk for a bit. Like, yeah, he, I know. <laughs> he, just, he just talks at Monio for, like, a whole page. And, like, each time, I, you know, I feel like uh, Monio's just like, uh, yes, yeah, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. You know, yes. yes. Yeah, he's just, he's, just, he's just like, I'll just say whatever you want to. Of course, Lord. Whatever you want to hear. Um, um, there's, like, this kind of funny instance where where Leto asks him a question and Monio says no to it. Oh yeah. And Leto says how much he likes, uh, seeing his mouth, you know, form around yes. the word. No, yes, <laughs> it never yes. happens. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, it gives me much pleasure to, yeah, exactly. What a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Yeah, no, absolute, uh, creep. Um, also the thing, um, you know, they, 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 they talk more about, uh, Siona a little bit, and you know Monio says, you know, talks about how how he's a you know scared about her taking spice and what that'll do to her. Yes, um, that was that was the last thing to bring up, really. Yeah, and and then they, uh, you, uh, you know, I mean, talk about Monio's kind of opposition to spice, how he's you know chosen not to take it all these years, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Lido goes on about its values, blah blah blah, and um. Leto says, but you choose to live without it. And then Monio says, do I not have that choice, Lord? And then Leto says, for now. Right. So I, that's that's kind of obvious there. It is, yes. Um, 
Yeah, of course, it makes it sound like that's going to be changing. And I feel like from their conversation, it also makes it sound like either he did make the choice to do it in the past or he's been robbed of that choice in the past, too. Because yes, they make yes. it sound, when, when they talk about the test, the testing that Siona will undergo, I forget if they make it sound like this or if they just flat out say it. I, I don't see the line. But it, it sounds like they the, the test has to do with Spice. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, it, um, it does seem like it is wrapped up in that. Because there, there is this line, Leto says, do you not see the necessity for you to sense the golden path? Like, I kind of feel like when they talk about Monio's history as a rebel, I think that Leto's been able to take advantage of his, uh, you know his Atreides bloodline and, and like sensitivity to spice. And I, I kind of think what this could be going towards is that, um, you know, Monio gave up his life of rebellion to serve Leto upon having like such a profound spice vision as to see that the golden path is the way, the only yeah. way forward for humanity, you know, yeah. and that he needed to devote himself to, to serve Leto. Absolutely. Um, I mean, may- maybe what it is 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 he's, um, you know, inflicting them with his own Gamjabar that he had to go through at um at a um what's what's the place Jack Shulak. 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 Yeah, yeah. Which oh right, we didn't mention this, but that's what Goigoa yes. was. Yes. Yes. Oh, that yeah. That's that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting thing to to touch on kind of funny to see it as a, as a village of such um you know peace yeah and, and uh, i think they 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 did mention about it it used to be kind of a hub of of criminal activity and that it was dismantled or or yeah. did, torn apart after leto took took a uh, charge right but, but that's yes that's th- a good point that's what i'm thinking it'll be it'll it'll, it'll be kind of like a uh a, a spice overdose essentially um yeah yeah, yeah. that totally could be it Right, but and then right, it would be funny because of course that is what uh, Leto was was made to undergo, and that's that really was the turning point too yeah. for him to get on. That's that's before then he was still like you know he it's it's kind of like he was just aware of the golden path yes. and he was looking for it. Yeah, but it was under those circumstances that he he was put on the golden path himself. Yep. He, he exactly, and and, so, and that, that like that that was the 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 no turning back point. Yes, yeah. So that that very likely will be the test, or or it seems like that would make a lot of sense if it were. So that's yeah. a that's a good point. Um, yeah, uh. I don't know. In the end, I, I just I think there's one more thing to touch on. I don't know, man. But I, it feels like in in pieces it, it kept coming up, and this chapter ends with you know uh, drug knowledge originate originated mostly with males because they tend to be more venturesome and outgrowth of male aggression. Um, and he kind of talks about how. Uh, Eve was not the first to pluck and sample the apple. Adam was first, and he learned by this to put the blame on Eve. Monio says, how does this help me? And he says, it will help you with the Lady Hui. So we don't really, um, I mean, just speaking for myself, I don't fully understand that. And um, this well, doesn't need to be any kind of like disparaging thing towards women, because it, it kind of no, feels like it's, it's 
it's, it's dumping on men it for is. blaming women. And but, th- th- but that's that is what Herbert thinks he's doing this entire time. That's that's all he he, he thinks he is disparaging men and, and uplifting women. I I really feel like that's what that's his intention here. But he's yeah just 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 very very um oblivious to these other factors. You know that yeah it it, it comes out very ham fisted and and um, misogynist. You know yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the revelation is like, oh no, Eve is not the bad one. Adam is, and then Adam, uh, you know, put put Eve on trial for this. You know, shifted the blame onto her, um, which is interesting. Which is which is it probably is is true. You know, <laughs> probably what happened with Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I, and I, I think only Leto knows. Like how this relates to to Monia with Hui because because Monia was like, how does that help me? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like it, it like there, there's no clarification. Only he knows. And like he said to to Duncan a few chapters ago, it's like, well, it doesn't matter if you understand what I'm saying or not. You know, like yeah, you, you're right. Just do it. <laughs> just do, yeah. So it's it's I I don't know. It yeah, it, it, it only makes be... sense to to a uh, a 3500 year old you know prescient worm, I guess. Right. Yeah, it could be an interesting passage to look back on after uh, after whatever happens. Yeah, it, I, I am excited for Monio and Siona to finally be together, to finally Absolutely. have a conversation. You know, I'm just like still so confused about the nature of their relationship, and um, you know, I. <clears throat> I just want to know more about Siona because yeah, uh, same here. For as much as I like her, I, I feel like this section of chapters kind of draws attention to like how how I feel she's underwritten in some ways. Yeah, or and, that there's there's a lot not known about her that kind of like hurts the reading sometimes. I think. Yeah, definitely. I I also think that um, it'll be interesting to see how she's treated when she comes back to uh, being a part of this rebellion, um, and also. <laughs> <clears throat> like maybe we'll get some more clarification on, on how long she was away, you know, yeah. uh, how, how, how long it's been since she's, you know, she's been in uh, the Citadel. Um, yeah. I think we'll get those answers hopefully. And, and if Monio is, is, you know, happy with her or upset with her, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it'll add more depth to Monio's character too. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope that um, one week from now we can be having a conversation, and I can go, man, you know, yeah, a lot of that shit that I was complaining about with Siona, it was, uh, you know, it was done this way for a reason, and now here's the things that I like about it. But I, you know, we'll we we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. At any rate, it's exciting just to be on the home stretch. We are I know. Uh just beyond the halfway point. So every That's page crazy. we read now is you know, one just one page closer to the end. Yeah, we well, are, I mean, not, it always is. Not but. my book though. My 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 copy is I'm not I'm not really even Yeah, that right. Close. You're I'm still like a, yours is still like a third of the way there. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I always like that feeling of thinking like, oh man, everything I've read now is more than what I have left to read. I know. That's that's I know. what it is. So. And I did, so, 
I do scour, you know, the message boards and, and yes. stuff, and I, I really, I try hard to avoid spoilers, and most of, of the time, of I can do it. And one non-spoiler thing, one non-spoiler thing that I did pick up is that um, a, quite a few people were saying that God Emperor of Dune doesn't really begin until the the end, like the 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 latter part of the book, like like the, it doesn't actually. Like things don't really kick off until the latter portion of the book, so I'm I'm excited to uh to to get to that to to get to that point. Yeah, there has been a lot of a lot of setup. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and let's I mean, see I mean, if it's th- worth. That's it. also a problem. Like we we talked about in like the first Dune book, and then all like like how, like when is Duke Leto gonna die? You know, and yeah. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, but, but there, I didn't feel like it was a bad thing. It was, it was like a building of exactly. tension more than, yeah, th- this I think doesn't this, feel as tense. This is the worst example urgent. of it. Th- 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 yeah. Like, th- like this is like, okay, we get it now. Like, come on. <laughs> like, like, yeah, stop, stop, uh, fucking around. We're, we're ready here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think this is just that kind of thing taken to extremes. So I think so too, in a way. So I think this episode Okay, we're we're clocking in um at like one hour and like fifty six minutes. So really, yeah. Oh. So, so that's 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 pretty good for us. Wow, Trend, trending downward. Yeah, no, we uh we are improving to, to yeah. be um you know sub two hours. That's solid. I know. Well, let's 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 not push it. Um, no, yeah, that's, if, that's right. If you want to email us, we're uh, corruptsdv or no, we're doomdudespod at gmail dot com. Um, on Twitter, we are at Dune Dudes Pod. We are tweeting all the time these days. Just a lot of tweets under our belt. You'll really enjoy following us. Uh, you can also find mm. us at Krups TV on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, as always, until next time. Fuck the police. Hell yeah.